This is Melanie Ake, your host for Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 podcast. Everyday Leaders is an inspirational show to help you develop strategies to overcome everyday obstacles in your life. Today on Everyday Leaders, you'll meet Sylvia Verga, born the youngest of 18 children, who made a significant trade-off in her life at the age of 24 to leave her family in Brazil and come to America. Her inspiration comes from the quote, do it afraid. And this has helped her to achieve the life of her dreams as she's developed her company, Lead for Change. Join me today as we learn from Sylvia, who is an everyday leader who is changing the world. Start your personal growth journey today, where you can learn how to be an everyday leader in your life. Go to everydayleaders.com, register for personal growth and development classes so you can develop your own strategies to be a leader in your life. If you're ready for one-on-one accountability, I will walk beside you as your personal coach to help you gain clarity and perspective to lead your life and career as an everyday leader. If you're ready to develop your spiritual growth, you can gather with us for the Everyday Leaders Leadership Devotionals. We meet every day at 7.30 a.m. And we apply these leadership lessons and values to our everyday lives. Go to everydayleaders.com and become a leader that can change the world. Welcome to Everyday Leaders 50 and 50, Sylvia Verga. Thank you for joining tonight. Thank you, Melanie. Thank you for having me. You know, I love this because it's all about our beliefs. And so many of my guests talk about what they believed about themselves at a certain point in their life. And today I want to take people on a journey about your beliefs, the things that you've done to change your life and step into your own journey, because your life has tremendously changed from what it was a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, and you just keep living a big life. So I am so excited to share your story. And again, thank you for coming on and just sharing your heart tonight. Thank you, Melanie. Thank you. Um, It's really great what you are doing. And um, thank you for the opportunity again to share, you know, some of my life stories. Um, My life story is... uh, it started many, many, many years ago, um, and it have developed to today. Um, but my the biggest um, obstacle, I guess I should say, was in 1998, March 12 of 1998, when I first put my feet in New York. I arrived to New York um, on that exact day. And um, that was my first step toward um, a dream that I had, which became um, much more than a dream. It became a passion. It became who I am today. 
Mm-hmm. And you're the youngest of how many children? 18. 18 yes. children. Yes, you heard it right, my dear. <laughs> and that's what I really, children. when I met you for the first time, I was like, how many brothers and sisters do you have? <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, you People think. People are in shock when they hear it. They don't believe. And then, and they just look at me like, no, that's not possible. Unless they have heard of another family who had, you know, that many children. So I run to my phone and try to find the picture where all of us are together. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I can actually show them and say, can you find me in this picture? You know, mm-hmm. uh, because we all look alike. But yes, I am the youngest of 18 children from one mother and one father. I came from a very small town in uh, the southern part of Brazil. I'm the first immigrant to the United States and first and only one so far. Uh, My entire family is back home. Um, I have lost one of my brothers um, several 10 years, no, 20 years plus ago. Um, from cancer, but everybody else is alive and well um, there and have their families. And I cannot, I cannot tell you how many nephews and nieces and grand nieces I have anymore <laughs> because I kind of like lost count uh, along the way. Mm-hmm. But I have a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And and you are such an inspiration to so many people because the people that are going to hear your story tonight, thinking about you know, being an international influence, because now you're in America and and you meet people that say, oh, you're part of the John Maxwell team and you're doing so much for kids and families uh, and with autism and really the story of your son. And so I, I think that when people really start to feel your vibe, they're going to step into their own beliefs and say, well, gosh, I have things like that that I'm dealing with or that I didn't ever think that I could overcome. And Sylvia's done it, and you did it with grace. You've just stepped into saying, this is what I believe about myself, and I know that I'm connected to people that can help me live into my journey. And so that's what I love about you. I love celebrating people like you, Sylvia, because you make us say, I can do it too. Mm, Thank you. Thank you. And it's always like a joy to me to hear – things like what you're saying, because I experience them, you know, I, I live, you know, month and month in my life, and I don't, I don't think I have impacted anyone, Mm -hmm. and then suddenly, (laughs) I get a phone call, or I get a message um, of, you know, some victory that someone has um, achieved, and, and I was part of it, um, in a very small way, I could say, you know, because I believe that you are the the, the maker, you know, the creator of your own destiny in, in terms of what you're going to do with the information that you receive. Mm-hmm. So just being part of being able to um, empower someone or train someone um, in the area they are looking to grow. Um, and then, you know, uh, later on, month or years from from that time, see that those little seeds, they actually um, are growing, mm-hmm. right? And and it is joy to me. I don't take it for granted and I don't take it um, like I was the reason why they got there. Um, I just love the idea of I was there 
at one time or twice or along the journey, you know, mm-hmm. um, and that what it gives me, me pleasure because I always say, you know, if God, if I can help one more person, just help, help me one more person, then you take my life. <laughs> I say that every day. So just give me the opportunity to help one more person. But Sylvia, and, when, in 1998, you know, when you leave your family and you come to America, you're mm-hmm. in New York where there's lots of people. <laughs> it's for people yes. that haven't been to New York, right? There's a lot of people. And so tell, talk to us and walk us through the excitement, the anxiety, the fear, all the things that you were feeling as a first generation, someone that first out of 18 children to leave Brazil, to come to America, your plan, your vision, because, you know, our mentor, John Maxwell says, you view what you do. You do what you view. It's the same thing. You see your future and you step into it. And it's one of the examples that I love about you. I've got so many that I want to talk about, but that moment when you stepped into New York and you're here now in America by yourself, no other family members, how did you, how did you kind of just come to terms with yourself? Like it's going to be okay. Yeah, that's a good question. I, you know, I learned um, many years after I moved here um, from um, Joyce Myers. She has a saying that says, you know, do it afraid, but do it. Mm-hmm. And I, I've always done that. I just didn't know that there was something <laughs> that uh, affirmed what I was doing. And I always did it afraid. Mm-hmm. And I still do it afraid. Uh, I still have anxiety, you know, since I was little, you know, I was a child with anxiety. I grew up uh, with anxiety and I still battle that today, but that has not stopped me from following the dream that God has put me mm-hmm. Um and the, the path that he has 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 uh, opened for me. So when I left Brazil, um, I remember my family coming to the um, airport with me, and everybody was in tears. And I was not in tears because I was so excited, right? I was 24 years old. I had always been adventurous, um, and you know the company that I worked for they were changing, and you know, and so they let me go. And I saw the opportunity and, you know, I, I took a hold of that opportunity. Uh, so I came with money. I came with a dream. I was determined to go to school at the time. I wanted to learn fashion design, mm-hmm. uh, which did not happen as you will, as you will learn. Um, but, you know, I remember arriving in New York and it was March 12 of 1998 code as cold as you can imagine. I have never experienced that kind of cold before. (laughs) Um, My sister, she makes clothing. So she made me a jacket. Believe me, it was not a jacket appropriate for New York. (laughs) I remember like my entire body is shaking as I'm in front of the apartment where I'm supposed to stay and waiting for somebody to open the door. And that was my, my first like, okay, this is completely different. Um, and I left my family back and I left many of them worried about me. You know, um, I learned after that, there was a few of my, my um, siblings that they couldn't sleep at night worrying about me, you know, um, and 
And I had the opportunity to go back after six months and see everybody again, but I did not see myself leaving back home. Mm -hmm. I did not know the reason why then, like I know today. Um, but I just knew that God had something like I, that there was something for me here. I was not a believer at the time. You know, I was not, you know, I was a, basically a kid, 24 years old, you know, like I'm a mom of a 22 years old. So <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, I, I just took that as, um, let's see what is, what is on that side of the world mm -hmm. and, and, you know, and see how things are going to unfold. So you just use that as here's the next step. Here's the opportunity. You've always been an optimist to see things of, I'm going to go experience this. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And it was a very, um, a very much, you know, experiential learning for me. Um, I really experienced <laughs> uh, pain, a lot of pain. I experienced loneliness like never before. So you imagine 18 siblings and we used to meet every single Sunday. We cooked for I don't know, 40 plus people at the time, <laughs> every single Sunday mm -hmm. we were together. And now I am in New York City. And if you have been to New York City, you know, the apartments here, those brick apartments, they look very depressing. In Brazil, we have a lot of colors, you know, and it was winter time. And, and I find myself by myself. Um, so it, at some point, I, I start feeling depressed. I start feeling like, okay, you know, did I make the right decision? All I knew in my heart is that I, I could not go back. That was one certain thing in my life. I could just, I, I, I just could not go back. And it wasn't pride as much as um, the, I, I felt that deep inside there was a reason why, right? Mm -hmm. And so I stayed. Um, I stayed and, you know, I endured pain. I had to work as a babysitter, live in. Um, babysitter was not an easy thing for me. Um, and when uh, I probably I was here maybe a, a month or so, I got to meet my older son's father, who used to live um, near where I was and uh, was friends with a friend. Uh, with the lady who I was uh, living with at the time. And I got to meet him, and then I went off to work as a babysitter. And then one day I, I got to, to meet him. And uh, making the story short, you know, we, we got together, and we ended up living together, and I, I, um, I got pregnant of my son. Now, the hardest thing for me, and I... I don't share the story, and especially not to everybody, because everybody everybody has a different way to view this, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Especially in the turmoil that we are living today mm -hmm. with politics and all. I was a girl with a dream. I never thought that I would come here and stay here forever. Mm -hmm. I came with a dream to go to school, to learn, go back to Brazil, and then go back to... Um, to Europe and do the same on the area of fashion design. But when I came here, what, when everything changed, when I got pregnant of, with my son, I don't even knew, I didn't even know, I'm sorry, I, I was pregnant. I went to Brazil 
to renew my visa and, and change my uh, my status. Mm. When I come back, I'm stopped at the immigration, right? Mm. And I'm seeing people with those heavy, you know, uh, I don't know how you call those iron balls holding their feet <laughs> and, you know, handicapped. And mm-hmm. I'm like 24 year old. I was pregnant. I did not know. Um, so afraid. I was so afraid to be deported for mm. some reason. Mm. Even when I got into that plane, I had a major um, breakdown because I did not, uh, I, I did not want to leave to begin with. Mm-hmm. I wanted to stay here because I was really in love and, you know, I felt like my life was here. And so seeing all of that was very traumatic for me. I didn't leave the house, the apartment uh, until like a week later. I would hear uh, police, you know, the sirens. And I would be like freezing, you know, I, I was so afraid that somebody was coming for me because I was doing something wrong, mm-hmm. you know? And so month later, um, I probably was like almost four months pregnant when I figured it out, I was pregnant. Mm. Um, and so imagine a new, a new a girl <laughs> pretty mm-hmm. much in New York by herself, pregnant. And, and, and alone from um, your family. With my family, yeah, and I was not encouraged to keep my to keep my child, mm-hmm. and I knew that I could not do that. I just knew that no matter what, I would have that kid, even if I had it on the street, mm-hmm. I would have him, mm-hmm. you know. So fast forward, I was able to um, set, you know, break off that relationship. Thank God, and um, my son always stayed with me. Um, and when he was about three years old, I got to meet my, my husband. And that when everything changed. You know why did change, Melanie? And I'm telling you why. I was, I was not a Christian. I did not, like, I went to church. I was Catholic, you know, but I was not an evangelical Christian at the time. Mm-hmm. I did not believe the way I believe today. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. And um, I remember one day I was so tired. I was so fed up because I had been betrayed by my best friends, another best friend, the day that my father had passed away in Brazil, and I could not go visit him mm. at that point. Well, now, what was that? That go back like the a painful experience, right? And to people that have been going through this COVID nineteen, and have had that separation of mm-hmm. of the experience of being with someone when they pass, being there present. And so when you're, when you're experiencing this at that time, you're in the United States, your father's in Brazil, like you're, you're one of 18 children. That's a, that's a village, (laughs) you know, to most people, that's a lot of just pressure saying you should be, you know, the, the the things that they believe you should be doing versus what you knew in your heart you had to stay committed to. Yeah. Yeah, and the the only single mom, like I was kind of like the the black sheep of the family, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But how Everybody how did you how did you get through was, that process, Sylvia? Because um, that's really an important teaching method for so many people right now. Yes, and and I think it was my time of surrender. Mm-hmm. You know, when you work twenty four hours, and you start getting that headache and you feel the heaviness of the work that you do or a trip that you took and you're so tired. You're like, whatever happened to happen to me, I don't care anymore because mm-hmm. my body is kind of like surrendering. Right. And that's how I felt was the day that my father died. And um, I said, 
I cannot be there to say goodbye to my dad. And I'm being betrayed by people that I thought were friends. I have no family. I have no one here to hug me. And I cannot hug my siblings and cry with them. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I had to go through that by myself. That's exactly so, what know. we're doing right now. You know, that's yes. exactly the same thing. That's why, my goodness, mm-hmm. you know, again, you are rising above to teach people how that experience is. And, you know, we say you can't be with someone. You can't take someone where you've never been. And so the things that you've learned in your life, this is just one of those lessons that I say, oh my gosh, Sylvia is just so, so compassionate. You're so compassionate for people and, mm-hmm. and your son. I want you to talk about that and because, mm-hmm. because you are a leader in so many facets. You left your job. You decided mm-hmm. to leave and quit your job. Not, mm-hmm. okay, they're going to get rid of me. I'm going to do this. You said, mm-hmm. I believe in myself. I see my journey. I'm doing this next. It's going to be hard, mm-hmm. but I'm going to mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. Yeah. And that moment of surrender, it was that when I, when I said, God, if you exist, show me a way out because I cannot do this by myself mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. I totally surrender. And I cry myself to sleep. Next day, I woke up. I said, today is a new day. And I'm going to keep going. I got myself a job. Um, it was December um, December 31st of 2001, right? When the, we had the attack mm-hmm. uh, at the Twin Towers. My husband was brought to my house by a friend. Three months later, we were married. A year and a half later, I was back back in school Mm. and when I went to school I start going to school my whole entire world changed I start seeing things differently I was craving for learning for growth I was craving for the opportunity to gain the skills that I needed to help other people I did not know how that would look like (laughs) Um, I kind of have an idea had an idea but um, but that was the best experience I had in my life. It took me four, four and a half years, mm-hmm. almost five years to finish my, my bachelor's degree. And, um, but it was, it was like, a it was a life experience for me, um, to be in school and to be empowered because I believed if, if, if I, if I could get myself through school with barely speaking English, Right, um, being a person of of color, because you know I'm from South America, considering Hispanic, I do have an accent. Not everybody likes, not but not everybody would understand me. And I had to write ten pages paper. Mm-hmm. My first ten page paper, I cried mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole entire time. I wanted to give up so badly. I want to give up school. And guess what? I didn't. I so- stay up. But who, I did it, who and I got your, an A plus. Who were your mentors, Sylvia? Because when you my think my mentors at the time were um, this darling professor, Professor Bowen. She was an English professor. God bless her soul. She passed away from cancer. Um, it was really, really sad. But she pushed me, and she pushed me. She was not giving up on me. She said, well, if you cannot take this class, you're going to have to go to a lower class. I'm like, I go to a lower class, but I am going to do it. And she pushed me and pushed me. 
to my limits, uh, my my um, my uh, social work professor, mm-hmm. um, and she was the dean of the of the department. Still is um, another one. She would not. She would just smile at me and say, "No, you can do this." I said, "No, I can't." Please, can you just pass me or just like do something? <laughs> um, and and she was like, no, because I see it. I mm-hmm. see a bright future. Of, I have a view. She never gave up. And I actually was able, um, the same day I quit my job, the same evening that I said no more, I just grabbed my things, left everything in the, in the, in the office, wrote my resignation letter and said, unfortunately, I cannot stay here any longer mm-hmm. <laughs> and well, i sent it in and i went from there straight to the college where i was I, I graduated from that was the starting point in my career in my growth um so now i went there and i presented um for 30 plus undergraduate kids and me, when I was there and I was just looking at the faces of each one of them, I'm like, yes, now I understand all this, you know, blood tears that I had to shed. And, and my, my professors, my mentors never gave up on me, mm-hmm. you know, because we need I people, you know, we stood at that moment that all my journey until then, there was a reason for it. Mm-hmm. If I had not gone through in my life, all that I had gone through. People probably would not would not have listened to me. Mm-hmm. Well, and you have so and, much empathy yeah. for them, and that's what I think is amazing about there are so many things that you've accomplished now. You know, going back to to Brazil and being able to say I'm going to speak at conferences, and and I want to get into your son because I think mm-hmm. this is really really powerful for people that are like listening to this and thinking oh my goodness, I could not have done that. I would have given up. I would have gone home. I would have gone home when my father passed away. I would have just decided that I'm, I'm, I need to be back to family. Something would have changed. But mm-hmm. you just continued to stay consistent. And that's the biggest thing that you've done. And then your son gets diagnosed. Well, there's so many things that happen. I'm not going to tell the story for you. but <laughs> <laughs> uh, Because you were in, in, involved in some things that were happening in New York um, during, during all this last year of 2020. Uh, and then there's some other just personal things that you've had challenges with that I think mm-hmm. the audience really can help, you know, that can really help them understand more about how you, how you just tackle the world, Sylvia. Yeah. Yeah. So after I got married, um, you know, my, my husband pretty much adopted my, my son that came with me. And then Soon after we are married, I got pregnant, and I, you know, my dream was going was going was to go back to school, and having a child now, that would have hindered me from, and uh, so we had to do a lot of, you know, changes and decided to buy an apartment. Long story short, uh, was when my son was one year old, I went back to school. When he was one and a half, I'm sorry. When he was about two and a half, he was diagnosed with autism. Mm-hmm. And that was for me harder than everything else, anything else that I had ever experienced in my life, ever. 
you know, um, and I at first um, blamed myself. I thought maybe it was that vaccine, um, maybe uh, my diet or that euro that I should not have gotten, I should have gone through the pain, you know, all of those things that come to your mind thinking, you know, trying to reason with it, mm-hmm. right? Trying to figure it out or reason why. You know, it's it could be easy to just blame God and blame the doctors. I blame me, right? Um, and so I just had a very hard time. I really had a hard time mm-hmm. until one day I was in my living room and I was ready to kind of like give it up, right? So you think about, I came this far. Mm-hmm. So many things ha- have happened in my life and when I'm going to school I and have, you know, I have plans for the future and then boom, that's it. I don't want to do this life anymore. Mm-hmm. It's um, that one so thing, I, but you know, the, here's the thing. Here's the teachable moment. It's that one thing that you have sustained everything and said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to conquer. I'm going to be able to show up and, and give back. And I'm going to do this for myself and my family, but there's always the breaking point. Mm-hmm. Right. And so now yeah. you get this news and, and you think, I don't know that I can deal with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was exactly that. And it, it, it's interesting because that's that those moments in our life are defining the future, mm-hmm. are defining what's going to happen after. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I had the choice of simply, you know, okay, let's, I'm not even going to think or dwell on it. Or, you know, try to ask God, plead, you know, go for counseling or whatever, right? Um, and then just take off. And I gave, I said, in my, in, in, in that situation, in my, in my case, I, I relied, I said, God, I'm going to give you one more chance <laughs> to prove me otherwise. <laughs> Why should I stay? Mm-hmm. Right? Because mm-hmm. So apparently I'm doing everything right mm-hmm. and then now what right mm-hmm. and so and that was a defining moment for me mm-hmm. because I just felt in my guts um Melanie I just felt in my guts it was kind of like a voice speaking in my body I don't know how to explain that but I heard I sensed so strongly um it was kind of like waves of power, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and saying to me, get up, mm-hmm. get up mm-hmm. and go help your child. Mm-hmm. And you it's did. It's going to be through you that he's going to get what I want him to be. And you're going to learn through the journey. Mm-hmm. And, so- and I just like, I got up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just, it was just like, okay. Whatever. What do I need to do? What do I need to do? Everything they start coming into my hands, you know, people, the right people, um, the right information, mm-hmm. everything, the right schooling, the right programs, everything start coming into my hands. And from that moment on, I never doubted that I could do it, that God could do it through me. Right? So mm-hmm. I never, I never, I never doubted that again. And, and it's just that endurance that you think that you don't have. You just, 
you just think that, oh, this is just, you know, life and you do things and, you know, you, you move from one thing to the another. It's just like following your dreams. And, but it's just life. No, yeah. it is in you. Mm. It is already in you. And sometimes you need a little big shake to kind of like, okay, wake up. There are bigger things because the bigger the challenge, the bigger, the more exciting will be the, the outcome. It will be the, the reaching or your goal when you get there. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you going to get when you get there? Mm-hmm. So that's the way I see it. Um, and my son is doing really well. Um, he is learning through this process as well. He's such an amazing he is like, when I need a counselor, I ask him, seriously. <laughs> I was like, what do you think about, you know, me doing this? And he, we reason <laughs> together. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it is really exciting to see that through that story, because of him, I was able to start a, an organization, ran a program for four years, finished my education, all in the same uh, subject, special education, autism, um, disability, special needs, all in that field. And the people that have been, that have brought in my life that I have encountered and I have touched, um, it was just, it was, it's just natural to me. I don't see someone with a disability as, you know, oh my goodness, this is the end of the world, you know, because I have gone through that because I had that moment of breakthrough and my desire is that every single parent, that every single person that have a disability or have some, some big problems, because they are, they are real, right? Um, that that is a way to overcome it. Mm-hmm. And you might not, you know, if you are in a wheelchair, you might not just get up and, and walk, right? But that power can be given to you that you can be used regardless if you are if you are healed, if you if you become you know um, if you don't have no more depression, if you don't have no more cancer, if you don't have you know autism, whatever that may be, it's within us. And when we have that, you know, aha moment, is when you know we are empowered and and we can see what we couldn't see before. What a great way to just wrap this up. This is awesome, Sylvia. You are so amazing. I think people that haven't met you, I want them to to reach out to you because you have so many things in your life that, you know, we could talk for years on here yes. <laughs> and, and be able to share so many of your stories of things exactly like this that, you know, because you have never let up. You have just decided Everything that you're going to do, you're going to step fully into. You're never going to look back. You don't let fear stop you. You don't even look at that as an, an, an objection. You just, you just decide. You're one of these people. You decide and then you move. And that's what I love about you is uh, the people can follow your pattern because you have been there. You have been through it. You have just pushed on to be able to live a life of success and happiness and and here you go. You guys are going to be moving out of New York mm-hmm. and starting a whole new journey and yeah. saying, okay, I don't, or I have friends and family now. I'm going to use my connections. I'm going to be able to, again, feel the energy from the things that you put out to the universe. When you make the decision 
and you move on that decision and you just don't stay stuck in it, things start to happen. And it is a God moment and it is a God movement because the energy that you feel comes really from within your soul and, Mm -hmm. and it carries you through. And so I love, you are such an example of, of all of this and uh, an inspiration for all of us to, to watch and be inspired by. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> you truly are. How, how can, um, how can people connect to you, Sylvia? Um, you can find me on Facebook, Sylvia, S-I-L-V-I-A. Verga, V-E-R-G-A, um, and, uh, or you can um, like my page, Lead for Change is L-E-A-D, four, number four, change, C-H-A-N-G-E, um, you know, like my page, and uh, we can connect from there, you can send me a private message, or you can also email me at uh, my, my last name, Verga, V-E-R-G-A, Sylvia, S-I-L-V-I-A, uh, all together, at um, yahoo.com. At yahoo.com. All right. Well, Sylvia, thank you so much for sharing your journey tonight. There are so many things that, uh, again, I really just want to celebrate you for stepping into your life. And as we say, everyday leaders change the world. And that's exactly what you're doing. And you're inspiring us to change our world. So, So thank you for being who you are. Thank you for being a guest tonight. And I just want to encourage you and encourage others to continue to step into your life. This has been a Joe Studios production.